Listening to this episode, you probably understand having one source of income is too close to none. And as one of the wealthiest people in the world, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you will work until you die. With that being said, I am finally exposing the industry to this very unique very secretive way to make money in real estate that no one is talking about. No, I'm not talking about wholesaling. No, I'm not talking about fixing flips. No, I'm not talking about rehabs, right? No, I'm not talking about flipping contracts. I'm talking about event spaces. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and show you for $300, I'm going to waive that $300 fee and give you access to my free masterclass where I'm going to show you how to find your own location. I'm going to show you how to fund your own location. I'm going to show you how to automate this entire process. The same process that I help hundreds and hundreds of people do, I'm now pulling back the curtains. I'm going to help you do the same thing. So what I want you to do right now, go to event space masterclass.com right now. Go ahead and register. And as soon as you're done, Go back to the episode. Once again, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. I will see you in our next class. I have a thing that's called fail. So it's fear always interrupts legacy. What was the legacy before me? I don't see it. Because I never met my father, I'm looking at, okay, my grandmother went to prison. Dang. My mother went to prison. I went to prison. So if things align, that means my child going to go to prison. Yeah. Okay, I gotta I gotta disrupt that. What do I have to do to be that mass disruptor? Cause not only did I go to prison once, I came home and got in trouble again mm. and was facing another 25. I gotta learn new behaviors personally. Like I gotta unanchor myself from all these traumas that I have, all these mindsets that I have. I gotta unanchor myself from everything that tells me that I can't be successful. Yeah. It has to work where it has to work. Man, welcome to Circle of Greatness. Um, man, I'm excited about this episode, man. I get the opportunity, right, to bring you one of the most prolific entrepreneurs. I call him a philosopher um, and just all around amazing guy. I had the opportunity to go witness just greatness when I first met him, man. I flew down to Florida, didn't know him from a can of paint. I pulled up on him, and when I say we've been locked in every since, um, Y'all, I get the opportunity to bring you somebody who I look at as a friend, a friend's whore. He teaches me finances, teaches me about the stock market, and the number one educator on all things stocks and finances, my brother, Wall Street Trapper. What's up, dog? What's good, brother? How Thank you, you feeling? Amazing. Thank man, you for coming man. on, bro. How you man, feeling? I'm good, man. Glad yeah. you had me here. Um, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thank you. you know what I'm and I was on time this morning. And you uh, and listen, man, I appreciate you because I know when you do podcasts, you go platinum. It's hard to get you on, on podcasts. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't get on everybody. So I want to say you do Ellen's, all the big stuff. So I want to say right, thank right. you for getting on your guys. No, that's podcast, good. You know, it's, uh, I don't even feel like this is show. I just feel like I'm having a conversation with my but brother. That's all we doing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So. You know, that, this was easy work. Just yeah. like, all right, babe, what time I got to be here yeah. for, man? Yeah, you know, I, pre- I, I pulled up, saw the truck outside. I said, bet. Yeah. It's up. We it's up. on time. We on time, man. Yeah, My, man. I, think, I think that's important, too, that uh, that's how you set a standard for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, being mindful of your time and other people's time. Yeah. Right, like time is our greatest asset. We know that. So for me, I'm at a point in my life, man, where I just want to maximize my time. Yeah. So I'm running late. That sets the show off. That yeah. sets the show back, but also it sets me back. Whatever else I gotta take care of, man. So just being a good steward of my time. Yeah. And um, that's my greatest asset. And it's it's important for me to to be that way because I lost ten years of time. Mm. So I may I may I may uh like protect. 
my time a little bit more than the average person. Right. Right? Because I'll never get those back. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And, and I can't, no matter what I did. So moving forward, especially in the space I'm in now, like I get up earlier. Now I'm not about to be like, I get up at 4 o'clock. I do this. I do that. But I'll get up a little earlier. Like if I got to get... I got to bring my daughter to school at 6. So, I mean, maybe 6.30 to get her there on time. I'll get up at 5.45. Wait, I'm not rushing and she not rushing when yep. she get up. Yep. So, it'll give me time to get her up at maybe like 6.15. She got to be at school at No, no, no. So, you know, you we moving. Out. Because okay. I'm moving, yeah. I'm, it's a transition. Gotcha. So, I'll make sure we leave the house. If we leave the house at like 6.45, that's good. But that gives her 30 to 35 minutes to eat. You know, she's a little yeah. sluggish yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Right? But it's... Me preparing, me setting the tone for my day. Yeah. If I get up late, I'm late to bring her to school. Now I'm late and moving around. Yeah. So it's just, so that's just played a part in that, man. Yeah. It's just going around my time a little bit more. Let me ask you something. Cause you said you lost 10 years. I want you to kind of talk about how, you know, how that happened. But what I really want in addition is how can we get people to act as if they don't have time? Mm. Like you're operating at such a high level, one, because you feel like you lost time and mm -hmm. you know you don't got time. Mm -hmm. But so many of us are operating, bro, at this. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll mm -hmm. do it next week. I'll do it next. You know how many people say they was going to start their business this year or mm. last year and they still haven't started yet? Mm. Because they don't really respect time. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of doubt. I'm trying to figure out how can we make people understand that you have to do things in the now, mm -hmm. not tomorrow. So the biggest thing, what I've learned is people, there's a level of comfort, even when people don't have the life they want. Yeah. Even when people know they need to do certain things. So if a per let's just say this, a person is out of shape, right? And they know they need to go to the gym. So they know the health benefits of going to the gym. Yeah. But they probably won't go to the gym until something drastic happens. Yeah. yeah. Right? Until the doctor says, yo, you... If you don't start losing weight now, you know, this is going to happen. Some, something real, like, far is going to happen. Yeah. And so what that's, that's what people happens in people's everyday life. What happens is you have to be provoked. Yeah. It's something I like to say. Mm. Like, you have to be provoked in order to make progress. What provoke mean? So provoke is saying something has to happen in your life that makes you say enough is enough. Yeah. Right? So I had a situation where... My cousin was dealing with this guy. And we grew up together. So I grew up raising her. When I was in the streets, it was just me and her. And so anytime she had an issue, she would call me. And I would go run. I'm taking care of it. Whatever it was. But this happened as I was on this journey. So I said, cuz. I said, cuz, check this out. She was married to the dude. I said, cuz, check this out. I can't risk it. Mm. I can't risk it. Yeah. And... I've seen you go back to situations I've helped you out of. Wow. At this point, I have a spot for you to come to if you're ready. Mm -hmm. She came. It's because at a moment she made a decision. She was provoked like, yo, I don't want this dude to put his hands on me no more. Yep. So being provoked not only has to be a drastic situation happening to you, but now you got to start understanding your worthiness. Yeah. Right? And people don't understand how worthy they are for the life that they say they want. Right? So if it looks good for me to say, yeah, hey, Neil, bro, I'm going to go make $10 million. But do I feel like I'm worthy of that? Mm. Like, talk is good. Yeah. But how do you feel? Do I feel like I'm worthy of going get $10 million? Yeah. 
They ain't, it ain't that I don't even have the skills, right? Like we got what we need in us, but it's the feeling assured of oneself. Yep. Like when I was homeless. Yep. Like and I and I know it's crazy. I didn't know you was homeless. Yeah, I was homeless. Yeah, no, I for for on two different times. Yeah. But there's a, there's a thing that I listen to people on social media now. It's like the thing to say. Yeah. I was homeless. Right. Or yeah. uh, I went to jail. Yeah. Right. But my track record has it. Like I went to prison at 16, but prior to that, when I lost my mother, my mother went to prison. My grandmother passed away. I had nowhere to go. Right. So you lost your mother to prison. Yep. Grandma passed away. Yep. Where where did you go? To like I have nowhere to go. So I was living your dad, with no, no dad. I've never met my father. Mm. Ever. So I'm trying at that moment, like she went to prison. They Boom. didn't say take you, put you on no, a, some No, So home what happens is so my mama is um gay. Yeah. Right. So I was living with my mom's girl at the time. You knew she was gay at the my time. My mom been gay my whole life. But I'm saying, when did you recognize? Because I, I was young. My 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 uncle was gay. Small, but I didn't even know what that. I didn't know what that thing. No, nah, I, 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 I knew that at a young age. Was. Yeah, I knew that at a young age because she always was with women, and my family was kind of upfront with me about that. And yo, let let me be clear. It's not. It's just, I just want to say, ain't nothing wrong being gay. No, I just don't I, want I, nobody I, to I, take man, that. I just, no, I, like it was cool with me. I'm saying I don't want nobody to take the pie wrong. Like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So my mom was my mom was gay. So yeah. I was like cool with it. It didn't yeah. even bother me. Yeah. Like, and at, at, I'm gonna be real. True. At some point, it just was the normal. Yeah. For me, I wasn't right. tripping. But a situation happened was when my mama went to prison. I was living with her girlfriend, and she mm -hmm. put me out. Wow. She put me out. At 16. No, I was 14. 14. Yeah, she put me out. Mm. And so at this point, it's like, all right, bet. And my uncle and them lived in Delaware, and that's a whole other story. I went out there, but because I had, I hadn't gotten in so much trouble, I wasn't used to being in a normal setting, structured setting. So I caused havoc. And so I was homeless even before I got out there. I'm talking about really living in an abandoned house. Like, I had moments where I would go to the thrift store. I remember, I'll never forget this. Like, my vivid. I went to the thrift store, and they had this insulated doghouse in there. Mm. And I remember getting the doghouse and putting the doghouse in the abandoned house and sleeping in the doghouse because it was insulated. Mm. And I bought the blanket out of there. But because I saw my mama hustling, I knew how to hustle. Right. So I wasn't. When you said hustling, she was hustling. My mom was selling crack. Got it. Okay. I watched my mama sell crack my whole life, yeah, man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and if I'm being honest, so how I got on was the lady she was dealing with at the time, I stole about eight grams of crack from her. Wow. And when she put me out, I was like, all right, bet. I went, I knew what her spot was. I hit up for like eight, nine grams of crack. I was like, all right, bet. I knew mm -hmm. I had me about $600 worth of, yeah. I just got to go sell the product now. Right, you right, know right. what I'm saying? That's how I really, you know, it was in survival mode. Yeah. Right, but what happens is, in those moments, I call those dry. As I'm older now, that's like the wilderness. Those are dry moments. Yeah. Those moments build character for you, right? And those are the moments where you draw from. And so those are the moments that provoked me. Yeah. Those are the moments that make me say, "I bet this what we doing." Yeah. Right? This is not the the it thing for me to say. Like I'm homeless and I went to prison. No, this was my life. So when I look at where I'm at now, everything provokes me. Like, I know what my lowest level looked like. Yeah. 
right? Like nobody was there for me in that moment. I remember doing the 10 years in prison and it's hard mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to do 10 years in prison, bro. I got one visit while I was in prison. 10 years, bro. I got one visit. Wow. Bro, you don't, you don't even know like how emotionally I'm watching people go to visit and I'm like, damn, they ain't gonna never call my name. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm watching that. Like, I'm watching people, you know, and I'm not mad at my family for it. I yeah. put me in there. Yeah. I took responsibility for that. Yeah. But I'm watching my homies and them get money orders and stuff, and I'm like, damn, like, I ain't nobody send me no money. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, my uncle would send me something when he could, but he got a family. I can't. So I'm like, all right, bet. Yeah. So the hustle was just in me. You know what I'm saying? And so I've always put myself in a situation where, I bet, like, we know what our lowest moment looked like, so everything moving forward is progress. Everything moving forward, I'm provoked to be better. I'm provoked to be the first generation man. Yeah. I'm provoked to be successful. Yeah. I'm provoked when something don't go right. Boom, I'm provoked. I got to keep going, yeah. right? So, and for me, that's what provoked. That is the drastic, the drastic thing is going back to that, right? That's the drastic. Yo, remember yeah. you slept in that? Remember yeah. you did? You remember what the 10 years felt like, yeah. lonely? That's the provoke what happens. So now I'm never comfortable. Mm. I'm never comfortable and not in a way where I'm not appreciative or grateful, but I'm never so comfortable with I feel like I've done enough. Yeah. That's good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that when we when we circle back and we talk about what what happens with people, I think people make one step on a ladder and they feel like they've done enough. Mm, yeah. But you you fact. can never take one step on the ladder to get to the top. I almost fell victim of that. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I know I started making ten thousand a month, then went eleven, twelve. Mm. I was like, I'm rich. Yeah. You know, you make ten thousand as an entrepreneur a month. You That's rich, good. man. It's good money. Went eleven, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. I'm like, oh. If you don't keep doing the thing, yeah, and what I was doing, it don't keep, it don't just stay there. Mm -hmm. So I said in my mind, it would never happen again. That's mm -hmm. why I stopped. Similar to what you said, like you just keep going. I got a concept called no scoreboard watching, mm. where I just keep putting up the shots and I'm not counting them. As soon as the the game is done, which is my day. It's a new game the next day, Facts. and I don't worry about what happened the previous day. You got to put up some new points Facts. on the board. So that changes the game. It got to be a mental switch that got to happen for that to work mm -hmm. for people because comfort start happening when you start hitting certain targets, mm -hmm. certain numbers you like. Mm -hmm. But I love the, the idea that you go back to where you was at, like, oh, I can't go back I can't there. go back. So yeah. I have a thing that's called fail, right? So it's fear always interrupts legacy, mm. right? So fear always interrupts legacy. Yeah. And so for me, when you look back, like, what was the legacy before me? I don't see it. Yeah. And the legacy, when I look at, because I never met my father, I'm looking at, okay, my grandmother went to prison. Dang. My mother went to prison. I went to prison. So if things align, that means my child going to go to prison. Yep. Okay, I got I to gotta disrupt that. Mm. I got to be the disruptor. Right? And so on the journey... Is like, what do I have to do to be that mass disruptor? Because not only did I go to prison once when I went to prison, I came home and got in trouble again mm. and was facing another 25. You know what I'm saying? So, right. like, I right, and God blessed me to beat that. And so now I have to be a massive disruptor. I got to be so disruptive and I got to learn new behaviors personally. 
Like, I got to unanchor myself from all these traumas that I have, all these mindsets that I have. I got to unanchor myself from everything that tells me that I can't be successful. I'm going to be a dope boy. I'm going to be a gangster. I'm the realest, right? I'm going to do this with all the feet. I got to unanchor myself from all those toxic behaviors and all those traumas so I can break that. I can be that massive disruptor. Because if I don't, I already know what's ahead of me. Okay, bet you're probably not going to see 30. If you're, you see it, you're going to be in prison, right? You don't want to be the person with all the kids that's... So I'm like, all right, bro, like, trap, we got to we gotta change something, bro. Yeah. And this, and When you make that decision to change something, when was that? <sighs> so it's crazy. So after I caught my second charge, this is about 2010. Just after you already did 10 years? This is after I did the 10 years. Got I come it. back home and start hustling. Yeah. That's what I know. Yeah. It's a learned behavior. So ten year you that it never switched like yo I nah. just did ten years nah. I gotta go out and do something different nah so mm. what happens is man life always punches in the face man yeah. like you go to prison and you have this idea of what you gonna do when you get home yeah but for me I'll be honest man I was young when I went to prison I was sixteen mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen anything refreshing right so I hadn't seen. I don't. I didn't know what a successful black man looked like outside of football, baseball, basketball, rap, and I felt like, you know, I, I wasn't fast enough to play football. Um, I didn't have the athletic skills to play nothing else, and I I wasn't that good of a wordsmith to be studying the craft to play to be a rapper. And so then at that point, man, the 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 people who gave me the game because I didn't have a father. What's the hustlers? And so now you got other men. Watch this. You have other men, black men, who have their own traumas, and now they're teaching me from their traumatic life experiences. Mm. Right? So they're teaching me how to go through the world as a traumatic black man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm because I don't have a father figure to guide me, I'm everything they telling me is 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 what I'm judging basing yeah. my life on. Yeah. Right, and so now I'm coming home. I'm like, bet I'm just about to be a gangster. This is my life. Yeah, this is my life. Wow. Right, but it wasn't. So after I beat the charge, um, me and my homie, God bless his spirit, man. He was a brother. We was we got cool in prison, and so I I was good with hitting licks. Yeah. So that's like robbing other dope dealers and stuff, right? That was my thing once, because once I caught the charge, it was like, all right, bro, like we not about to hustle no more. Yeah. I'm setting myself up. Yeah. I, I don't got no money to pay for another lawyer. Yeah. That broke me. Yeah. And my mindset was simple, man. Like if I rob another hustler, and it, you know, and that was a smart move though, robbing uh, robbing other. Well, just, it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I know, but you know, and you because they can't go report it. So I think and, you told but, me that, before. and that's it. Like, yeah. so like you can't go to you can't go to the police on me. Yeah, but it's dangerous because now we plan, we plan it in the street. Right. But at that time, you don't realize how like idiotic that is. Yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in my mind, like, bet I'm willing to I'm willing to go out for it. you, whatever it is. And and again, it's the mindset from the environment mm-hmm. that teaches you that this is okay. Yeah, you know and the what I'm traumatic saying. Traumatic men. Yeah, and the the men who like yo like once you start hustling, I don't care what you're doing, you fair game. 
Now it doesn't help that because when I, I went to prison because somebody robbed me mm. and I shot him. So I don't I'm back in the same cycle again, bro. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And at my mind, like this is life. This is how life goes. Yep, I see people playing sports, being successful, but I'm not relating to them. This is the life cycle for me. I'm in this pond. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a shark, right? But I ain't a guppy either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm something between a swordfish, you know, I be there. You feel yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And so me and my homie hit a lick, man, and it kind of went bad. And um, the dude got the ups on me. And my homie saved me because while the dude had the pistol on me, my homie walked in and he was like, hey, check this out. I can't tell you not to shoot my dog, but it's going to be two dead bodies down there yeah, instead of one. Right. The second option is, bro, you let him go. We both walk off. You live. And we good. Yeah. And so, again, this is a situation where God is with me. Yeah. Be- in my mind, in that moment, I was just like, damn, this how I'm about to go out. Mm. Damn. It's over. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, again, God was with me again. So I get out of that situation. I remember me and my homie getting to the car, and the money that we got from it, I gave it to him. Mm. I said, "Here, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm out, bro." I still got money from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the that was the plan. I thought, yeah. like, look, we gonna take this bread. Yeah, whatever you got right there, and I don't want to really get too deep yeah, into it. Yeah, whatever yeah, you got yeah. right there, you keep that. Yeah. Whatever we got right here, we good, bro. Yeah. But is your life worth that? Right. I got you. Instead, and so you know, one thing about the street is, man, everybody can have a gun, but if I get if 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 the gun get pulled first, you ain't you. It's like not having that. Right. And so I just was the dude was just like. Bad. And I remember getting to the car and I just told my homie, man, I'm good, bro. Done with. I'm done, bro. Yeah. And my homie like, man, you tripping, man. It's part of the game, man. Yeah. We good. This is what we do. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah, bro. I did the 10. I beat a charge. I done got through all kind of other stuff. This is the last straw for me, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm good, bro. And that was the decision I made. That was this decision I made. Like, all right, bro, like, we about to switch it up. Listen to this episode. You probably understand having one source of income is too close to none. And as one of the wealthiest people in the world, Warren Buffett says, if you don't find a way to make money in your sleep, you will work until you die. With that being said, I am finally exposing the industry to this very unique very secretive way to make money in real estate that no one is talking about. No, I'm not talking about wholesaling. No, I'm not talking about fixing flips. No, I'm not talking about rehabs, right? No, I'm not talking about flipping contracts. I'm talking about event spaces. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go ahead and show you for $300. I'm going to waive that $300 fee and give you access to my free masterclass where I'm going to show you how to find your own location. I'm going to show you how to fund your own location. I'm going to show you how to automate this entire process. The same process that I help hundreds and hundreds of people do, I'm now pulling back the curtains. I'm going to help you do the same thing. So what I want you to do right now, go to event space masterclass.com right now. Go ahead and register. And as soon as you're done, Go back to the episode. Once again, go to eventspacemasterclass.com. I will see you in our next class. We got to do something different. And, and the thing about the streets is the streets are instinctive. Meaning, like, a lion is a lion by instinct. Mm-hmm. He don't got to think about being a lion. He wake up, I'm a lion. Raw. You know what I'm saying? Is it. It's, it's instinctive. 
The minute the lions start thinking about that, they got hyenas out here, man. They might eat me. It's the minute the lion loses. Mm. You no longer be the king of the jungle. You're done. Yeah. You, you, you've just now lost your spot on the chain. And that's what happened with me. In that moment, I started thinking about the consequences. Mm-hmm. And I knew the minute that I started thinking about the consequences, I wanted out. I ain't wanted no more. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I'm good, bro. And my dog, and my, my homie wound up dying two years later. Um, not from the street, but from sickle cell. Yeah, I remember you um, Yeah, from sickle cell. I love him, man. But that was my transition, bro. That was that was that was God planting a new seed in me, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I'm so thankful to be here. Yeah. Yeah. In the full circle, being able to talk to people like you, like 500, you know, and I tell y'all all the time how important y'all was to me on my journey. You know, even when I was in New Orleans, because I saw, I saw that, you know, I was becoming successful. I saw that my voice was becoming a voice. Yeah. I knew exactly who I wanted to talk to. Because I wasn't the only one. Yeah. Bro, there's so many dudes in the street that want out. Yeah. There's so many women that's stripping and, you know, prostituting and doing so many things that they want out, bro. Yeah. But that's all they know. Mm. And and as society, you judge them because you don't understand it. And it's easy to be like, you know right from wrong, but what if this the only thing you know? Never thought about it like you that. It's the only thing you know. Yeah. All I know how to do is hustle. And so you trying to tell somebody that hustle, go get a job. Bruh, everybody I know that had a job was broke. Mm. I ain't never had, I ain't never saw nobody in that era that had a job that was doing better than the dope dealers. So you want me to trade the image of freedom? At least I feel a bit free. That's that's how they looking at it. You know, I'm touching money. It may not even be all mine, but they touching money. They running through money. To go do that? Man, I'm not doing that. Mm. And then most of them, once you, I just told my homie this this morning when he was cutting my hair. I said, bro, I realized how being an entrepreneur saved my life. It saved my life because, bro, as a black man in America, with a attempt murder on robbery on your jacket, yeah. it ain't too much they gonna let me do. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It ain't too much. So I gotta transition into being an investor. I gotta transition into entrepreneurship, bro. Yeah. Ain't too much they gonna let me do. Right. You feel me? So the average person in the street, by the time they 13, they done already had to cob out for a charge. So they already got some type of... about me? Mean they got to take a plea bargain on it. They got to take a plea for a deal on a crime. Now at 21, he already got a felony. The world already looking at him wrong. Yeah. The female, she already got some shoplifting or something on her jacket, prostitution, whatever. They looking at her wrong. Ain't too much she can do. All right, she now she about to go do hell. What if she don't want to do hell? You feel me? And so it's, it's easy for people who've never been in those situations to judge or to say, I wouldn't have did this. I wouldn't have did that. Well, you you ain't me. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. And so, like, trying. And so that was my voice. That's what Wall Street Trap was about. It was about, you know, now I've grown in that time. But Wall Street's trap was started because I wanted to tell people in the street, yo, there's a different way. Mm. Let's look, I ain't trying to tell you get out the street. 
That ain't my thing. Right? There's a billion other people. What I come to tell you is, yo, if you in if you in the street, bro, you gonna get killed. Yeah. You gonna go to jail. We already accept that reality. Mm-hmm. Right? We we accepted it. It is what it is. Yeah. And some people might be like, that's wrong. Nah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Check this out, fam. That once you put your re-up money on the side, hey, go get, go invest. Put some money in the stock market, bro. You know what I'm saying? That, that money going to work for you. Love, if you on that poll, listen, if you got to pay the madam because people don't be knowing how the strip club be going, once you play the, the house mom or her money, look, go put some money in the stock market for you, love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, once you pay the house money her money, big, once you pay mom her money, cool. Go put some money up for you because this ain't it either. Yeah. Like, that's what Trap started for. That's what I was all about in the beginning. I'm still about yeah. that. But I realized that there was more people experiencing poverty from different angles. And so that's, for me, bro, like, that was, again, I go back, that was me being provoked. Yeah. Me almost losing my life and just saying, I'm thinking about the consequences now. Yeah. And did you have your daughter there? Mm-mm. So okay. that was, that was that's really the pivot. Provoked. yeah. So that was the pivot entirely. Yeah. yeah. So once I stopped um, hustling, I started working. Is that the uh, stadium? I job? started building stadiums and power yeah. plants. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would see you with, had the gold, gold tooth up on. I top had the gold of the, uh, teeth. I'm three. Yeah. Built, when I built the Falcon Stadium, yeah. but I had them built hospitals before. Yeah. I had them did my thing. Now, they, and they gave that job with the record. Yeah. So because as an iron worker, that's like you know, that's, construction is for anybody. Anybody got it? Yeah. Construction is for anybody. You this. just need, you willing to do, you got to think about it, bro. Think about this. So, construction is so dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> bro, construction is dangerous, yeah. bro. And you got to remember, I'm building stadiums and power plants, so I done took the danger to another level because I'm three, four, five hundred feet in the air yeah. every day. Crazy. You feel me? I learned that craft. But I felt good at it because I was making like 2000 1800 a week, but I'm working six, seven days a week, 10, 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Yeah. But at the time, I ain't had no little one, so I'm like, bet, like, yeah. this, this is it. You I'm know up. what I'm saying? I'm up. I ain't tripping. Yeah. But in my heart, bro, I'm not going to lie, I always was a hustler. Mm-hmm. And so my it's a difference between my grind and then because now nah, I'm, I'm not good with authority. Again, I don't, I don't know nothing about therapy and all that, so I'm not good with authority. So when the people tell me that, I'm like, man, you tripping, man. You know, what I, mean? I don't know how to deal with that. I don't understand this compliance. Yeah. And so, you know, I used to tell the people like, man, I'm about to take off. They'd be like, you can't take off. But like, man, you can't tell me because I had done got so good at it, mm-hmm. right? Like, we got to go 300 feet in air. Bet I'm first one up there. Yeah. We got to go 400 feet to bet I'm up there. Yeah. Right? The average person like, mm, I ain't going up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm up there. I'm cowboying. Right? I'm with it. So that was the so that was the next step on my journey. But then when I had my daughter, bro, I realized that being in her life was the most important thing for me. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't have a father. And I didn't want another man Raising my child, and I didn't want my child to not grow up not knowing me. And so, 
I said, all right, I got to pivot. And I went to work one day and they, uh, they told me cut my beard off. And I said, nah, that ain't it. That ain't going to work. A part of me was, I always said the entrepreneurs are crazy. That's a fact. Are we crazy? We some crazy people. Because no money in entrepreneurship is guaranteed. None. Zero. It's not guaranteed money. Yeah. Not, success is not given. For every one entrepreneur that succeeds, there's a hundred that fail. Yeah. Every day. Mm-hmm. Maybe a thousand. Yep. But what happens is, again, provoke. What do I want? You know, I could make $120,000, $30,000 a year doing iron work. At the time, I was 33. So I could do this for another. You could retire at 65. Yeah. All right. This is the life. Right? I've, I've some kind of way managed to get the job that has a pension, that has a retirement. But at what sacrifice? Yeah. Mm. Even though I'm not in the street and even though I'm not jail, I'm only seeing my daughter one weekend out of a month, one weekend out of every two weeks. Yeah. That ain't being a father. Being a father, I mean, I'm just throwing money. That ain't enough. Yeah. And I wanted to be there. I wanted to set the tone. So I gave it up. I said, man, I'm good. Mm. I'm not cutting my beard. I'm going to take my stuff. And I'm gonna leave. Is that did you write the first? Because I want to say you created your first stock book while on the job or after mm-hmm. you left. I was on a job, so I started. Uh, maybe like 2015, I started taking stock serious. So I learned it while I was in prison, but I started taking it like really you said serious. You was talking with some smart dude. In yeah. yeah, the criminals are the smartest people. Bro, they're the most creative. Bro, there's so many. But so let's think about it. Not to go back there, but. Even to run a criminal enterprise, you got to be smart. Yeah. Not only are you ducking the police, that's your main duty. The second thing you're doing is you ducking street dudes. Yeah. And then you ducking women. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, three people. And then you got to make sure the people in your organization that you rocking with lawyer because jealousy is not a thing. Yeah. Bro, six out of ten people got get killed in the street, get killed by somebody they know. Wow. This is a fact. Yeah. This is this is realistic. Mm. Very rare are you getting killed by a stranger. You get killed by somebody you know. Yeah. And so to run that whole operation, bro, to be in that game, bro, is it's, it's a lot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot. And so I wrote my ebook, you know, again, I'm telling my homies about hustle. I'm telling them about that. So I wrote I wrote two ebooks. And then um, so I had two ebooks, and I had just thought I think I had about five thousand followers. On the ground. And um, I quit the job, bro. Crazy. I quit the job. And I made one phone call that was important to me was my daughter mama, bro. I called my daughter mama. I said, hey, check this out. I just quit this job. I said, I'm still, I said, I need you to help me in this sec- in this situation. She was like, what's up? I said, I'm going to pay for the nursery. But all the money that I was spending you know, just taking, you know, sending you money every, which was about like $200 a week. Yep. I was like, man, I ain't gonna be able to do that for a minute. She was like, I right, bet. What's, what, what you doing? I said, I'm all in. I'm all in on investing. 
I'm all in on teaching people how to build wealth through the stock market. And she was like, go change the world. Mm. That was her words to me. That's all you need to hear. I know you got my back. Yeah. You ain't about to be tripping on me on no child support. You're not about to be trying to bring me to court or nothing like that. Yeah. I bet. And so I went and slept on my green iron sofa. Yeah. Slept on that sofa for two years, man. Mm. And just built the brand up. Crazy. You know what I'm saying? Just built it I out. I mean, bro, you built it up to be like, I mean, just you, your story, Wallow's story, like what y'all done, it just seemed like, dang, like how the heck do they, like, y'all at the top of the game and what y'all do. But it seemed very hard for that to be an average person for that to happen. But it, y'all are two average people that just are provoked. I about to say it's just it's just being it's being provoked is and I know people in today's era you get tired of seeing people talk about they've been to prison and they came home and they did something. What happens is I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Like I needed that ten years. Yeah. Mm. I needed that ten years. I needed that ten years for so many reasons, man. You know what I'm saying? I needed that ten years one to get closer to God because I built a relationship with God while I was in prison. Two because I had to get some structure in my life, man. Now, even though I came home and got with it, prison helped me being around so many different men with so many different mindsets and everybody got different attitudes and everybody got, but I met, I met some great people. You know what I'm saying? I met some great people. For instance, I met one of my homies, his name Rondell Goodman Goody. Um, he introduced me to Islam and he told me something one day because I've always been an influential person. Um. I always just had, I had a way of convincing people of stuff, man. You know what I'm saying? And he said, he said, he used to call me Scooby. Because I was young, I was short. I was, You know what I'm saying? I still ain't the tallest person in the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was short, so he used to call me Scooby. He said, say, Scoob, come here, man. I said, what's up, good? He said, man, listen. You're leading them dudes the wrong way. Why don't you try to lead them somewhat different? There's a power in what you have and you not recognizing it. And I remember him telling me this. He said, man, you got so much potential. And when he said that, man, it kind of just, you know, it kind of hit me. You know, when somebody just tell you, you feel like you just playing small. You know what I'm saying? You feel like you not living up to your potential. Kind of like telling me, like, bro, like, what are you doing in life? What are you doing with yourself? Why are you not making the best of this opportunity to change your life, to do something different? And so, shit, I just was like, all right, bet. And so, you know, in prison, shit, we used to jack dudes for weed and, you know what I'm saying, all kind of wild stuff. But when he told me that, it's kind of like, damn. You know what I'm saying? So um, when you come from prison, man, you just have this different mindset about life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and not everybody, because some people use it as a crutch. Yep. For me, I use it as my, that's my provoking point. Yeah. Like, I don't never want to go back to that. I don't never want to go back to nobody, you know, dictating when I eat. Yeah. Nobody, di- I had to shut a bathroom. I have issues right now with, with my space, my personal space. Yeah. You know, I can't be around people too long because I, I don't share my space for so long. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I be wanting my own space. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, prison... I'm not saying everybody need to go to prison. Yeah. But, <laughs> right. You know, I ain't trying. No, nah, you make you make the best and you take the lessons from it. But it's definitely not designed to rehabilitate you. 
No, heck no. Because you can't get no, like you said, temp arm robbery. You come home, you can't get a job nowhere. Yeah, so you got to go back to doing what yeah. you're doing. Then you said something important. You haven't seen nothing else, so you don't know nothing else exists. Yeah. Like we we say uh, exposure equals expansion. Yeah. You're not, exp- if that's all you exposed to, you said something earlier. I'm like, man, because sometimes I'll be like, yo, I've said in my mind, like, bro, why are you going to go back and do the same exact mm-hmm. thing? But I, I never realized that they didn't see nothing else. Oh, you don't see nothing else. So, and then you you hoop dreaming. So it's kind of like it's kind of like trying to convince somebody that they're worth a better life. But again, remember I talked about this to the person who want to be a millionaire, to the person who want to get ten million. Do you feel you worthy of it? Yeah. Right, because there's a cap on that. Right, you you not going like if a woman in a relationship and she feel like and I'm not condoning this at all. But like if a woman is in a relationship and the dude is abusive, if she identifies that with love, then nothing you do can tell her get out of that situation. Right until she's fed up. Yeah, because at a point she's she doesn't feel like she's worthy of a different type of love. Mm. You feel mm. me? She don't feel like she's worthy of a different type of love. She'll make excuses to stay in that relationship. She'll defend that. Yeah. And so a lot of times what we're doing is we're defending those limited beliefs. We're defending that unworthiness. We're def- we going to fight for it. We're going to make excuses for it. And then you got people like, nope, I'm going to get it. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to fail. It don't matter. Everything for me at this point is a learning experience, but nobody taught you how to be a multimillionaire. Yeah. Nobody taught you how to be successful. You went to the mentors, you got all that, you learned the lessons. That was to execute. Yeah. That's what the mentor taught you. Mentorship teaches you unless you get a different type of mentor, but you went to a lot of business mentors. So they taught you how to execute whatever business strategy you was doing. But when it came to just being a successful Black man in America, you you had to learn that. You had to learn how to be a family. You ain't have your father. No, heck no. Bro, I commend you. I respect you on what you do for your wife, what you do for your kids. Bro, you you had to learn that on your own. And you still had to learn. You had to bump heads with your girl, your yeah. queen, yeah. a couple times. Like, oh, I bet. You know, now she's your favorite subject outside yeah. of money. Yeah. Now being a family man is your favorite subject yeah. outside of getting money. Yeah. Because you understand the parallels. You understand how important I can be super successful if I make sure home is good. Yep. Bro, I study your stuff all the time. I be like, dog, my dog just did this for his wife. That is cold-blooded. You know what I'm, I'm saying? And I'm still learning. I'm working on getting better. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. But, but And that's the thing with, with all of us, bro. Like, we are we are in the, when people see us, man, they, you know, they, oh, they're successful. They want, you know, they want the Lambo. They want the Bentley truck. They want the Wraith. They want the big house. Bro, I just want peace. Yeah. Mm. I just want happiness. Yeah. And and people be, you can say, well, because you got the money. Bro, listen, I was, I'm telling you, I just want the peace. Yeah. I'm going to go be successful. I'm going to go execute, execute the vision. I'm a, I'm a visionary, bro. I got a studio, bro. I'm a million in a hole on it. Mm. I don't care. I see the vision. Mm-hmm. I just want the peace. You feel me? Yeah. People ain't willing to be a million in a hole to see the vision. See the vision. How how do you hold on to your vision when everything, one of the things I tell people is hold on to your vision, but how do you hold on when everything is going wrong? Like how, like, 
for me, it's like I, I've given myself. I'm I'm at a different mental plane than a lot of people, but my, I, you know, it has to work or it has to work. I really mean that. Yeah. I became mentally unemployable. I've never in the last fifteen years ever questioned. Well, I wonder if this is going to work. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to work. I just didn't, I didn't know when. But how do you hold on to your vision when everything's going wrong? So I. Hey, stop what you're doing. I know you're watching this episode. I want you to go to sevenfigurevirtualeventebook.com. I'm going to say it again, sevenfigurevirtualeventebook.com. I had the privilege this year to help multiple people do six and seven figure days leveraging virtual events. And I put together a seven step process that's going to walk you through a step by step by step. And once you're done with that book, if you're like, Neo, I want to learn this a lot more in a deeper sense, I want you to go to mastermindwithneo.com. This is one pillar of my mastermind, right? We got five different pillars that we teach. This is just one pillar, how to dominate virtual events, right? So if you're interested, go to mastermindwithneo.com and book a call with my team to see if you are a good fit to join our mastermind. Let's go. I think what happens is people don't really believe in the vision. Yeah. Mm. Like, like it, it is not as hot. So I always say that behavior is connected to belief. Yeah. So behavior, behavior is married to belief. That's good. Right, wow. like behavior is married to what you believe in. So if I say, "Yo, man, I want to be the healthiest person I can be," well, do I believe I can be that healthy person? And if I believe I can be that healthy person, then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna have behavior that's conducive to me being a healthy person. Meaning, yo, I can't be eating the McDonald's. Yo, I can't be eating candy all day. I can't drink the the, the drinks with the high fructose corn syrup. I can't eat at one o'clock in the morning because that only that 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 that, be, that behavior isn't conducive to me saying what I believe. Mm. So if I tell myself, trap, boom, we are building out a media company. All right, cool. I don't care what nobody else doing. I don't care what nobody else doing, bro. When we walked in that studio, bro, it was empty. It was nothing. It had wires everywhere. I had to go in that visionary. Okay, this is what we doing. Okay, we going to paint the walls. All right, I need to get a production team. I don't know crap about production. All right, let me go holler at some people I know who do production so they can give me the right way. Again, this ain't about to turn overnight. I got the building in January, bro. I ain't shoot the first show till August. Wow. Mm. I had to go in that studio. We had to put our own lights up. I had to put my own studio. I'm talking about, I ain't talking about just studio lights. I'm talking about regular turn the lights on so we can see. It's pitch black. Right. Mm. I had to put those lights all the way through there. I had to paint those walls. I had to bring somebody in to paint the walls. You got the whole warehouse space for the I had to, I had to put lights back there. I had to bring my cousin in. Hey, cuz, here's my vision. Do you believe in it? I'm going to help you. You help me. Cuz, I believe. Move in. Cuz ain't got nowhere to go. My house is not ready. I, cuz been on the Airbnb since April. Mm. I've been paying for that. Mm. $3,200 a month. And I got to pay him. Yeah. You feel me? I'm, I'm in the vision. Yeah. The vision... The vision costs you. Freedom is the most expensive thing you will ever buy. Mm. Ain't cheap. Having a vision ain't cheap. Being successful ain't cheap. It's expensive. Mm. It's going to cost you your old beliefs. It's going to cost you your old life. It's going to cost you everything. The problem is when people realize the expense of success and freedom, they settle. Mm. It costs too much. 
Mm-mm, that I ain't willing to pay that. And so the price of not being free is your old life. Mm. Th- that's the price. Yeah. And so for me, it's do you feel you're worthy? Yeah. I'm going to go back to that because it's not complicated. We have lack of belief in ourselves. We have lack of beliefs in our, I don't know nothing about this. I don't know nothing about media, building a media company. Yeah. But that just because I don't know don't mean I don't believe I can build it. Mm. That's the difference. Just because I do not know it, it does not mean I don't believe I can't build it. Because mm. I can learn on the way. The mistakes are a part of the game. They ain't meant to discourage me. The mistakes is made to tell me how bad do I want it. Mm. You feel me? Fear. Finally exiting average reality. That's it. Ain't nothing average about me. I'm above average. Mm. And it's not because I think I'm better than nobody. It's because I ain't willing to quit. Mm. I don't want to die. I say, I say the most important part of your tombstone is the dash. Mm. It's the most important part. It's the dash. Boy, snapping. It's it, you got the day you was born and you got the day you die. Those those are those two we can't do nothing about. And that's a guarantee. There's a guarantee. You yeah. can't return that. You can't extend that. But it's the dash is the most important part on the tombstone. Mm. What I did in that part. Wow. That's the most important part. What I did. That's going to tell you my legacy. I don't want on my tombstone he was a hardworking man. I don't want that. I want on my tombstone he was a life changer. Mm. He changed the family. Mm. Legacy, generational wealth, generational freedom, generational opportunity. That's what he did. He was a voice. Mm. He was change. He was disruptive. I want them type of words on my tombstone. Yeah. Not he was a hardworking man. Yeah. That don't I, I I let somebody down if that's all they got to say about me. Mm. I ain't saying what nobody else got to say about them, but if that's all they got to say about me, I let some people down. Mm. If my daughter can't say, yo, I'm good for the next 30 years after my daddy gone and my children good, because not only did he leave us money, but he put a blueprint in place. He left us information. If she can't say that, I failed her as a father. Mm. So my expectations of myself is different. I got to exceed the expectation. I don't care about what society say. You ain't going to live past 31. I don't care about none of that. That's somebody else's expectation. That ain't mine. Yeah. Mine is, yo, I'm about to raise another millionaire because they let me touch the first one and see how I feel. I'm going to make some mistakes along the way. I may lose a couple million on the way trying to figure the game out. Guess what? I'm cool with that. Because I know every day I'm going to get up and swing. I'm going to swing for the fences. Every day I'm going to get up. Every time the bell rings, ding, ding, I'm getting up. I'm ready to fight. I ain't never questioning. Man, through the towel went. I ain't questioning it. Mm. I got fighting me, man. I'm like a pit bull, bro. This, I remember when I was young, man. When you see the pit bull scratch wag his tail, that means he got some scratching him. Bro, right. I got scratching me. I got infinite scratching me. Right. Some of the people we look up to, people be looking up to right now, I done seen them tuck their tail. Mm. I done seen stuff get tight and they tuck, they get scared. Yeah. Bro, I'm scratching every right. time. Mm. I ain't never doubting trap, yo. I've been there. Superior belief. Man, I've been there. Don't nothing, bro, don't nothing scare me but letting my child down. Mm. Don't nothing scare me but that. Ain't no man, and I'm not saying I'm the big bad wolf, bro, but when they're talking about belief system, we're talking about belief, fam. 
We talking about execution? Man, bro, listen. People might make more money than me. That's cool. That's cool. I'm cool with that. Bro, I was homeless, bro. Yeah. If you made 40 million and I made 3 million, bet. Guess yeah. what? I was homeless. Right. If you make 100 million, bro, and I made 2, guess what? I was homeless. Right. I'm cool. Right. I ain't in that race with you. So you can say you made more money than me. Guess what, bro? Salute you. Cool. But I ain't that no more. Mm. And so, and I know nobody in my family ain't never seen a millionaire before. Right. So guess what, bro? I'm on my journey. I'm scratching. Mm. First generation millionaire won't be the last. Come on, man. We normalizing it. Yeah. So I ain't, I ain't comparing myself. And I think that's another thing that hurt people is they scoreboard watching. Yeah. And comparing. You feel yeah. Oh, Neo got the Lambo. I want the Lambo. Bro, I don't want the Lambo. Yeah. I don't want the Lambo. I like seeing my dog pull up in the door. Room, yeah. room. Yeah. Ooh, look at my dog. Ooh, he killing it. Yeah, yeah. You feel me? Yeah. My dog just bought his wife one. Ooh, that's yeah. cool. I don't got a wife. Yeah. I like that. Is it inspiration? Hell yeah. Mm. Is it competition? Hell no. Right. I'm competitive, but I'm competitive on beating what trap was. Mm. I'm competitive because I want to beat the version of trap that only knew the street. I'm competitive because I got now, I'm doing different things for my family. Right? So you can get all these people up here and I be listening to entrepreneurs. They get on a podcast, bro, and they be sounding amazing. Mm -hmm. Do this, do this, do this. I get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I do this. I bet. For me, it's like, yo, I get up probably like 6 o'clock, bro. You know, I'm going to work out. But guess what? For Christmas, you know, every, for Christmas, we were rent, I rented a $50,000 mansion for my family. Mm -hmm. Six days. Mm -hmm. 50 bands. Spent another five, six bands on grocery. And bought everything else. But guess what I did? I gave them exposure. Mm. I gave them exposure. Yeah. Right? They waking up, boom. They got the house. It got the bowling alley in it. Right? It got the golf, the virtual golf in it. Mm -hmm. It got the game room in it. Mm -hmm. It got the Olympic pool in the backyard. It got the jacuzzi. It got the fireplace. They got 14 bedrooms. So now nobody ain't sharing a bedroom. Everybody waking up to a master bed. Yeah. With a suite in it. With a bathroom suite in the room. With a room. bathroom in it. Mm -hmm. Chandeliers everywhere. Bro, I don't just that alone. We done made it real for him. Mm. Elevate in a crib. We done made it real for him. Okay, let's say one day let's talk about financial literacy. We're gonna make it real for him. Mm. It's not an exposed them. I can show you the text in my phone right now. My little cousin said, Cuz, can we talk about the stocks? I won't open up my account. Bingo, we got them. Mm. Mine, mine different, bro. Yeah. Mine different. Yeah. I don't, I don't got to compare dollar signs with nobody, bro. I know the impact I'm going after. Yeah. Yeah, we had to stop this episode. It is too good, right, to keep going right now. I need you to start executing on some of the things you got, and we're going to go ahead and do a part two. Let's go.